Hey, Casey. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, great, mate. Good day, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Good, thanks. Um, talking to you, what, out of sunny Melbourne today, yeah? Uh, yeah, was, the sun's just finally peaking out. So, um, hello from down under. It's uh, Melbourne's famous for having four seasons in a day, and I think uh, you, used to, you spend a bit of time here in Australia. So, I don't know if you got a chance to spend some time in Melbourne, but you'd uh, realise it gets um, yeah either sun in the morning and rain in the arvo. Yeah, quite comparable to I did, and quite comparable for me to Edinburgh in in the UK in the north in Scotland. Very similar kind of one minute sunny, one minute rainy. Anyway, not here to talk about the weather, but um, as an introduction, I thought you know just maybe. Uh, for our guests, uh, just just give us a bit of background on what you do. We're obviously going to dive into some stuff around blockchain and NFTs yeah. and hospitality and all sorts. But yeah, just as a kind of high level, do you want to start as an introduction and the, the work you do and, and the relevance to what we're going to talk about today? Martin, for sure. Uh, thank you, mate. And uh, mate, uh, thank you for having me on the show as well. So uh, great to My be pleasure. here uh, and uh, talk about beer. Um, obviously, being an Aussie, we love um, you know uh, beers very close to our hearts and, and with a barbecue. Uh, but me personally, um, I, I think everyone on the blockchain knows me as Casey, uh, but my real name is uh, Peter Case, Pete Case. Uh, but uh, I think if you work in the brewing industry here, everyone likes to call you by your surname, so hence Casey came about. Um, but a bit about my background, I come from hospitality. My parents were restaurateurs. Uh, my uncle uh, pioneered, um, I guess, the, the roast coffee movement here and uh, uh, back in the restaurants back in the 70s. So I was just young, so I grew up um, in restaurants and, and coffee. Uh, left the family business as I was growing up and um, got into, I guess, working at, um, at Foster's uh, initially on the phones. But then I got uh, into marketing and, and sort of worked on beer, wine, spirits and soft drinks in trade marketing and building brands up there. Um, and obviously having that connection with hospitality. So through the years, uh, you know, fast forward, we've, we've gone through commercial, you know, sort of a commercial background and brewing background, bits and pieces, uh, and sort of stumbled upon the blockchain about three years ago, sort of um, initially through the XRP community, uh, Ripple and what have you. And then um, from there, we discovered Stella uh, and XLM. So uh, as we dabbled with our XLM and, and coming from hospitality and dealing with pubs over the years, and so we, we had a good little insight about the challenges in hospitality and, and running hotels, um, running small businesses and what have you. And uh, you know, I remember my dad in, in uh, running our restaurants, he'd be sitting there on a Monday or Tuesday night and going, you know, where are the customers? So um, you know, from there, that's, that's where sort of the technology bent in me sort of started and the closet nerd came out. Uh, we built our first website for our, you know, for the family business and what have you. Uh, but like I said, you know, with the blockchain, we saw this opportunity to, to uh, I guess, develop a, a community and culture around beer. Uh, initially, it was a, an idea for being a meme, you know, sort of concept, uh, beer token. And back in the day, you know, if you're, uh, you know, growing up in Germany, you would actually get flicked a beer token for events. And that would be good for, you know, one, one for one for a beer. So we thought the same concept here. And obviously, a lot of hotels and small businesses go into a lot of expense setting themselves up with point of sale systems and what have you. So we thought, what a, what a great concept to be able to use beer tokens as a form of payment, uh, but then extend it out into um, obviously NFT spaces, using beer tokens for tipping, uh, for events to pay for meals and, and what have you. So uh, from that, we, we thought of, and again, I think coming you know from a commercial background working in the brewing industry, we sort of uh, had a commercial application and view of it and thought about the supply chain. Um, you know, the, the grain farmers, the hop farmers, um, the wholesalers and distributors. So we've developed, a, I guess, a whole um, you know, family of tokens that uh, sort of apply to the different aspects of the supply chain. Uh, and from there, you know, from beer, we've sort of branched out into other things, 
Um, and so we're trying to own that space of the food and drink. So we've got, you know, coffee tokens and cocktail tokens and other category tokens that, you know, relate to spirits, uh, you know, vodka, bourbon, rum, and, you know, what have you. Um, and it, sitting above all that, we thought, well, it's nice having all these fancy tokens and you, you know, get to look at them in your lobster wallet, as people do. Um, we, we thought we'd develop a, a point of sale system and coming from hospitality and developing systems and bars and what have you, uh, was a logical step for us to then develop a, a point of sale system that, you know, with all the, all the features that you've got, but with all the benefits of the blockchain, um, you know, the, I guess the, 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 the cross-border payments and, you know, once everyone's on XLM network, everyone's, you know, so cross-border payments, you know, mm -hmm. sort of diminishes, but the low cost, the flexibility, the security, uh, et cetera. Uh, so that's where we're at, we are today. We've got a, you know, Vend, uh, point of, uh, our point of sale system is called Vend. Um, and with that, the intention is that you could be, at, you know, use a crypto alongside uh, your fiat, you know, your local currency. Um, but the beauty is that we've got paired tokens in Venn, which are B tokens and coffee tokens and all that. So uh, the next step for us is to roll out um, sort of the program um, and get into pubs and clubs and things like that and encourage them to sort of, you know, get into crypto. And the whole thing was building, I guess, a, a, a mechanism and platform to uh, get people into crypto in a fun and entertaining way. So, um, you know, people love beer and it's, you know, building value out of something that we love uh, having, you know, out of something we love doing, which is having a beer. Um, at the same time, getting people to understand and educate uh, crypto and, ha and have a bit of fun. Cool. So, um, yeah. So there we go in one breath. So cool. that I mean, look, loads to I, hopefully I didn't cut you off there, but it sounds I mean, there's loads to dig into there um, that I want to dig into. I suppose before I do, interesting for me, why Stella? How Stella? You know what? What? There's so many cryptos out there for non-crypto people and for yeah. people who understand the space. It's quite confusing just how many blockchains and how many cryptos. But yeah, what? Why Stella and how Stella? How did you come across them? And what? What? Why did you kind of choose Stella in terms of building out some of this infrastructure? Uh, I think having spent three years, you know, playing around with different blockchains and different sort of uh, platforms. Uh, and get to the point where we're actually using it to transfer tokens and, you know, as, you know, just between friends and family, using it as a form of, you know, payment and, and uh, what have you. Still, by far, in terms of speed and cost, uh, wins hands down. I know everyone says XRP is, the, you know, is um, for speed and security and and, um, and cost. But really, you know, when we're doing the transfers, you're, you're sort of sitting there waiting in the ether for, you know, for your Ripple to arrive. Um, and I think the the other aspect to Stellar is the just the usability of the you know the different applications that you've got there to play with, uh, in terms of the exchanges and the wallets. So for someone new coming into Stellar, it's very very easy um, to get familiar with all the tools and exchanges and the and the language and the processes. Uh, but just the speed and the and the and the low cost, the security and the flexibility that the platform offers for I guess a small business like us to develop on there. So. Um, I guess we've sorry. There's um, being in Australia, we've got flies buzzing around this time of the day. No, so I didn't I notice see. it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you see me doing this, it's like there's a blowfly in here. It's like, oh wait. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, that's um, what's Australia without beer, blowflies, and uh, a barbecue. But that's uh, so hands down. Still, always always about the speed and efficiency of the network. Um, and I have to say, the community, there's the the the, uh, the community has welcomed us as, uh, with open arms. And I find that the um, there's more collaboration on the Stellar network to a you know to a large degree across both the different projects that deal in trading and exchanging, uh, but also the NFT side with the artists and and um, so there's a lot of collaboration which I love, um, and it helps grow our project and obviously other projects, um, and generally keep on I guess moving forward and introducing new people to the blockchain in that fun, easy, entertaining way. So uh, Stellar really helps us enable that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, for us, same 
many of the same reasons that we built on Stella. But to your last point there, I think community-wise, I mean, we've been building, what, for four and a half years on Stella, uh, nearly five, actually. But that the community aspect has really been the last couple of years where we've been really uh, integrated into them as a business, which is, which is great. And I heard about you, actually, when I was at a Stella Miami conference earlier in the year, I forget who I was talking to, but someone mentioned you and obviously, you know, you know, Dixie as well, that works yeah. um, with us out of the U S so yeah, yeah. Same kind of sentiments. Um, but one of the, one of the problems that we're trying to solve as a business is, you know, to close this gap on there's this crypto community and great stuff going on, interesting stuff. There's then the rest of the world and, you know, closing that gap is really important. So we've trying to, we're trying to do it by really, getting rid of all the technical friction of setting up wallets. And, you know, when, when I hear what you talk about, I mean, just the beer token as it is, and you're in Australia. Yeah, people love a beer. I mean, talk me through. I'm just, a, you know, I'm a guy that doesn't know anything about blockchain or a girl or whatever, and I'm, I'm out there and yeah. I hear about the beer token. What, what is the value proposition to, to the, you know, me on the street want to use this token and, and not get too confused with the whole crypto space or, or, or is it just in the crypto space? Yeah. I want to just really interest to me to understand the kind of, yeah, the, the value proposition to the person on the street. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that question. A great question. I think, you know, for us as a, you know, uh, I see ourselves as a, as a digital B brand where um, I guess we're universal, we're agnostic. We're not sort of tied to any geography where, you know, we, wherever Stellar is available and, and usable where, you know, we are there. And I think as a, as a B token, we are, we are still about the fun and, and uh, I guess the, the, the values of having a beer with friends, family, uh, that, you know, driving that occasion and category based thing. So the beer token was really that bridge where you can have a bit of a token, uh, use it to buy a beer, uh, use it to shout and made a beer. So using, uh, so when you think of beer token is that that digital beer where you can flick it, you know, a friend across the world uh, and have a beer virtually, you know, for yeah. them. So in their wallet, you've, got, you've given them some beer money. Uh, so having a bit of fun, but at the same time, from a commercial aspect, is using that for brands to unlock opportunity with consumers. So if you're holding a B token, you know that if you you know if you see a brand with B token on there, potentially there will be a you know QR code in the future where yeah. that would unlock things, and we then start connecting with the NFT world uh, or the metaverse. So for new users coming in, buying a box of beer or a bottle of beer over the counter, where we can introduce the blockchain in a fun, entertaining way. So you've got the you've got a mobile phone already, you've got a QR code scanner on your phone. So all you've got to do is now scan the QR code and that opens up a whole new world that you didn't really expect. So I think for us as a B brand, being able to step through things that way, um, but then connect with you in different aspects. So um, we've got the B token, which is one thing that lives on the blockchain, but as a um, as an organic beer brand or digital beer brand that doesn't brew any beer, how, how do we connect with breweries and consumers? So um, through our website, we have a pretty uh, large directory of, um, of you know, breweries and, and a growing collection of beers and what have you and, and venues, you know, pubs, clubs, tap rooms. Um, and a new thing which I can I can share with you openly. So this is a this is a new thing that we're dropping here exclusively is that we're about to drop a magazine, um, a beer at the table magazine. So I come from a beer and food background, hospitality. So it was logical for us to find a way to, you know, educate, entertain and connect with the market. So I see the directory as that sort of um, that uh, entertainment factor uh, where you go in there looking for a place to go on the weekend, uh, looking for a local tap room because you've just landed in Kentucky somewhere, uh, or a virtual beer tour. At, you, you know, you go to the Bottle O and you've you've got a selection of IPAs. But the other side of that is, um, I guess, educating people through the magazine, yeah. um, a digital magazine, which can you know we can add partners in there. You can have live links in there. It can be sent an email to anyone anyway. So as people come to the website. 
they subscribe, they download the magazine, which we update four times a year. So that introduces people to new breweries, new beers, new venues, but also content around the blockchain. You know, we can start talking to them about beer token, the use cases, um, the different exchanges, the different wallets that you have in there, point of sale systems, uh, anything, everything to do with blockchain. We can then start bringing into the magazine and talk about that. So um, like I said, it all starts with having a beer token and potentially scanning a QR code or coming to the website. And then, you know, you have, Bob's your uncle, I guess you, you, you're then having another beer pretty, pretty much. We want it to be a sessionable sort of platform if I can draw an analogy. Um, whereas you don't just stop at one beer. It's the same with us. You wouldn't just stop at one beer. There's a bit more to dig into each time you sort of have a look. Yeah, cool. So I could um, I can earn beer tokens right now. There's ways to earn them if I if I join your yep. community. And then those are those are virtual. But then the opportunity is we link that you link that to a brand either today or in the future where that could become a discount on an actual beer in the in the pub. And you know I rede- redeem those from my wallet. That kind of thing. Okay, easy. And uh, and I think there's technology out there which um, you'd be familiar with. I mean, even if your you know your technology um, allows people to scan a QR code. Uh, and then linking with NFTs and different opportunities like that that we've got behind the scenes. Uh, so I like to think of all those sort of background things that we have uh, within the blockchain, we can sort of surface and bring them forward um, through, you know, very, very easy technology solutions, which um, again, you know, QR code is that gateway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely see a huge opportunity with with NFTs, hence that's the business we're in, um, particularly where brands can can use these and start to kind of replace the old style loyalty programs that are which many are really outdated now right i mean many are not digitized at all okay you can go on a website you get points but the plethora of digital wallets out there which there'll be more i mean are you seeing a kind of shift in how brands how businesses look at their loyalty programs do you think you know if you go forward five years from now you think a lot more will be linked to this kind of digital process and, and and a new way of managing loyalty Definitely, I think there's a there's a, a huge opportunity for uh, for big brands to, to leverage the existing technology out there, you know, between phones and the QR code scanners. Um, but just a little bit of real estate on their packaging, uh, and they can link promotions. You know, buy this box this week, and then you get a ten percent discount. And you know, anything you know, or you know, it's a it's a bottle of wine. And if you go to the, these venues, they're doing a wine by the glass promo, promotion. Um, and you can apply that same sort of you know sort of execution to any brand, coffee, um, you know, products, gourmet foods, or anything like that. So I guess that's why we're sort of living in that sort of food, hospitality, beverage world, because it is more around the experience. Um, and you can really drive that interaction through occasion and uh, drive that experience through occasions. Uh, and every day is an occasion, really. You just create that through uh, different, you know, sort of program or trade marketing uh, activity. Yeah, cool. You, you mentioned point of sale as well. I didn't, when we previously spoken, I didn't realize you developed one. So is that a, that's what, a software product, a, a physical point of yeah. sale? and. For me, again, that's really interesting because that bridges a lot of these gaps in terms of the crypto world and the fiat world. Is is that what it is? So it's a point of sale that a, a bar, a restaurant could use where I could use my stellar, stellar coins to pay for something? Is that what you're, you're saying when you talk about point of sale? Exactly. That's what we're working on. And hopefully we'll uh, roll out the alpha version in the year. But it pretty much is a cloud-based point of sale system. Uh, use it on your existing cl- tablets, ideally. Uh, probably a little bit more difficult on the phone. Uh, but again, it's it's the idea is that you download the software, you use your existing hardware and printers, uh, and we're all, we're working on I guess a set of uh, peripherals at the moment, but more more peripherals around payment bands, so that way we sort of have that flexibility for events and those sort of virtual environments. Um, but yeah, pretty much a point of sale system for small business, and I think any business really, because it is 
downloadable online cloud software. Mm. Uh, but the idea is to primarily use, I guess, tokens within the Stellar network uh, alongside Fiat. And uh, we, we want to bring XRP into it, but I think there's a super the SEC and restrictions. And we're definitely going to cut our teeth with this system on um, with Stellar. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the, I mean, you mentioned the SEC stuff there. I don't know much about the Australian rulings, but obviously we've got this... Uh, it's not really the elephant in the room. It's it's kind of the FTX situation that happened in in the oh, last it's... few weeks. But I mean, your what's your view out of interest in terms of? I mean, obviously, that's an awful, unacceptable situation. Which I don't even know if it's as much about crypto as it's about a person running a business and obviously a lot of VCs in there. But in terms of the impact on the sector and regulation, you know, mm. what what do you see as the 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 positives and the negatives out of that? going forward i mean are you saying that will make changes in the right direction or what it's uh yeah you always try and make it positive out of a negative but uh it's a it's a huge impact to everyone i think in terms of confidence especially for the newcomers in there you know mum and dad investors who are you know potentially maybe new to crypto over the last sort of six months to 12 months and and hearing all these <clears throat> excuse me high level investors endorsing you know i guess platforms like ftx and then only have to have the rug pulled out so i think that yeah. that does a lot of damage to to everybody um, but then it's projects like what we're doing that um, keep it real. I think we're, we're moving forward. We're only about a year and a bit old. So I think what we've been able to do in about a year and a bit, especially the point of sale system, it's not just point of sale. It's, it's marketing, it's rostering, uh, it's inventory management, it's invoicing. It's a bit of everything. So that's the reality of what we're doing on Stellar is real development. And I think yep. that's where people need to do their research and really dig into, you know, whether it's an exchange or whether it's a project, um, you know, is it a meme? What's behind it? Are, are they there to farm? You know rewards and and farm the network and you know add bots and and things like that but the um the unfortunate thing is that um you know i don't think it's going to be the last thing that we see you know ftx yeah, won't be sure. the last one that, that does that um but i think more and more people will will learn how to scrutinize projects and have a checklist before they even spend a cent anywhere um themselves and there's plenty of resources now emerging uh around how to do how to do very basic due diligence on the blockchain um and make sure that yeah you know, the project just ticks a few little boxes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's probably not the last thing we're going to see. and But no. hopefully it is a shift in the right direction where some structures come into a, to place where you can avoid mm. these things. But um, on a slightly different tact, I know you're also doing stuff. You've got the beer token, but you're also doing stuff in, in Europe, in the Netherlands, which is, I think, a dotted line kind of connected. But, yeah, around kind of smart agriculture, farming yeah. yeah what do you want to just talk a little bit about that it's, it's because i will do it a disservice if i try and explain <laughs> no no uh, and look i mean the, the, i guess the core of that is to um you know how can we support i guess the farming community and obviously with what's going on at the moment with um you know i guess the the climate change movement uh whether you disagree that there's an issue there or not uh i think the the the, the impact of that with the farming community is, is direct and it's and it's hitting their hip pockets you know today uh, so, you know, uh, a power bill that was $1,000 in the Netherlands is now turning into $10,000. And we're talking for a small business, you know, the bakeries, the breweries. So um, through our connections with Beer, with Beer Token, obviously, we have a, a very big beer community around the world. And we're connected with um, with some farm, you know, with farmers over in the Netherlands. Uh, so from that, we wanted to use, I guess, our, our expertise and experience and our connection with the blockchain to then tap into the beer community around the world. And help them i guess raise funds so grain funding for a better word instead of crowdfunding where we'd actually i guess look at uh, the the i guess the hectares of farm over there and uh, i guess how we could 
I guess, execute a fractionalized ownership process uh, on the blockchain, um, you know, through NFTs where people around the world can support farmers directly, um, not necessarily owning a square meter of farmland, but, you know, potentially owning growable NFTs or, you know, owning certificates for, you know, carbon, you know, uh, carbon credit, credits and things like that. But the core of the essence was grain funding, where giving people the opportunity to, to help the farmers directly raise funds, uh, combat the, you know, I guess the, uh, the the carbon credits that are coming in, the the high cost of raw materials, um, and this particular mob that we're doing at the moment, especially in the Netherlands, you know, grain itself is imported from Europe, so it's a lot of sort of processed and GMO grain. Um, so what we're trying to do here is encourage more sustainable farming practices using ancient grains. Um, so those farmers. Uh, farmers now have a choice. They can allocate a portion of their farmland uh, to the ancient grains and, and renewable sort of grains. Uh, and from there, we take those grains, we make beer out of them, we make bread out of them. So the um, the, the whole, I guess, committee wants to then develop a grain, uh, I guess, peripheral businesses like a malting business so that we're, we're moving away again from the GMO-based malts and the GMO-based grains uh, and going back to, I guess, natural, you know, sort of resources and sustainable processes. Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean that's quite like it's it, we're we've been involved in some very similar work. Um, we still are, you know, in in Asia, not in Europe. But for me, the exciting thing here is there's there's nothing new in raising capital for these types of projects, and you know that's not the new thing here. The new thing here is the technology providing a level of transparency and organisation around that, and access. I think this kind of fractionalised access where you can get you know, lots more people involved in something in a transparent way and supporting it. I mean, blockchain is great for that. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's a real great use case. And the way you describe that as well, it links back to, in a way, the beer token or, or the community of yeah. beer token holders, right? Uh, and that's the idea is um, obviously it, we want to create value out of the things that we love doing and having a beer is one of those things. But if you could have a beer and knowing that's actually going to be doing something uh, in the future and helping, you know, the grain farmers or the hop farmers, um, again, I guess become more profitable and self-sustainable, uh, of course, then it becomes more appealing. But if you learn about that, that process uh, mm. through your local you know, bottle shop or you know, through local brands, um, but then the application of that it becomes a, then a template. So ge geographically, uh, you can apply that to any, any region in the world. So, that's what, and it, so no matter where you are in the world, you have this cross-pollination of support. So you could be sitting in, um, in, in Australia supporting farmers in Africa. It, yeah. uh, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, cool. Um, that's so we like... I mean, I was going to say, it's just exactly what we've been doing with some of our carbon offset programs, which is great because you create cross-border connections, you get people involved in projects. So um, in terms of Australia itself, and you've come you know, obviously from a, a brand background, you, you know the hospitality industry, the, 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 the liquor industry. Are you seeing any exciting stuff happen around Web3 with any of the big brands down there? I haven't seen that. There's a lot. I mean, Johnny Walker, we're seeing do stuff which is global, I suppose, but it's driven out of the US. Is Are you seeing anything yeah. in, in Australia in terms of exciting projects, leveraging Web3, leveraging NFTs? I wish I could say yes, there is, but I think the um, the focus here still is very, very much category-driven, yeah. uh, that new product development. So everyone's sort of trying to get the edge in new categories, and I think the big movement here is non-alcoholic categories. Yeah, uh, right. So we're seeing a big yeah, a big move into, um, you know, spirits, you know, non-alcoholic non spirits, being sold on, on the supermarket shelves. So I think with the, the pandemic forced a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously on-premise got completely wiped out during the pandemic uh, and mostly in you know, a lot of retail. So a lot of those brands took their time to get onto, you know, online and online retail. So they're feeling the, the pain at the moment and looking at ways on how to grow the business. So 
And I think uh, as we mature as a project, and I think we haven't hit our sweet spot yet, we've still got a, a little bit of a foundation to build. Uh, but, you know, if you could imagine a future where you've got, you know, a, I guess a series of, of, of venues around the world uh, with an NFT screen in the main bar and you're streaming, you know, NFTs there, but then that's linked to a QR code on, on different brands. So I think the execution of that is coming up. And I, I like to think that we're going to pioneer that. Uh, with partners and friends and, and people in the community like yourselves and and the NFT artists as well. So I think we're we're very near that sweet spot. So 2023, I think for Stellar and, and projects is going to be, uh, I guess, a turning point where we're going to see a little bit more of, uh, I guess, adoption, uh, usage and utility coming together. Um, um, and I'd like to think that Btoken, you know, while the, the world of NFT is sort of moving, you know, forward in the background, we're, we're coming up in parallel to that. Uh, but more on the on-premise and off-premise side, so uh, where you can use tokens in real life and blending that with NFTs and uh, a bit of fun and entertainment. Makes sense. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think next year is going to be an interesting year. We're kind of a little bit in the hangover this year of how crazy last year was, which, of course, the, the, the board apes and all this other stuff, which, you know, yeah. created the... The, the hype and create the noise around NFTs is not really what the future is about and the stuff that no. you're talking about is the future. So um, what advice would you give, um, uh, kind of as a closing question, what advice would you give to people coming into this sector, wanting to learn more, where to look? I mean, you know, wanting to learn more about blockchain, about NFTs. Um, do you have any particular advice for people wanting to, to get involved, wanting to learn more? I think just be part of the conversation, you know, get in there and ask questions. Don't be shy. Um, I think everyone sees blockchain as this tech, this big tech community around the world. And, you know, we're not. We're just normal people um, who, you know, I guess see, see potential in the future. But I think for any, any newbie coming into it, don't be shy. Ask, you know, ask questions. Get involved in the different communities and the projects. Um, and they're very easy to find on Telegram. You know, visit the websites and, and reach out to them, you know, on Discord. Um, so if anyone makes some friends, you know, uh, follow follow the different accounts, follow the projects, and see what they're doing. Uh, a lot of them run, you know, promotions, and you know, we're running one for Thanksgiving. So on Twitter and Telegram, you'll see that a lot of the projects do run uh, different sort of promotions and incentives to to get tokens uh, and to learn a little bit more. So they do that to um, obviously it's a way of you know doing airdrops and things like that. But it's a way of introducing you know the project to to new people as well. So uh, if anything, yeah, get out there, mingle in, and pretend you're having a beer and you're at the bar. Cool. Makes sense, Casey. And I, I, you know, before we knock off, where do people find more, uh, more out about yourself? About where do people get their beer tokens? Yeah, can you do you want to share your details and people can, can can get on and learn more? No, thank you, mate. I think the first stop would be uh, at the website, uh, which is at beertoken.com. Uh, very easy. Uh, the other part to that, and I mean through there, you can find our Telegram channel, which is pretty active, and our, and our Twitter account. Uh, we're on Facebook, but we don't do much on there. But I would say definitely Telegram and Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I'm always on Telegram, so there to answer any questions uh, or you know direct message me on on Twitter as well. Uh, and watch out for our promotions. I think if you want to get introduced into Btoken in a fun way, definitely follow us on Twitter and um, you know throw your hat in a ring and and have a, have a look at the different tools and things that are uh, are available on Stellar. Uh, and I would start with just downloading Lobster Wallet um, and getting a few tokens and seeing what it's all about. Awesome. Well, for anyone watching or listening, I will leave all of those notes in the in the. Uh, in the speaker notes for the podcast so um yeah it's been great to chat and look more look forward to to doing more with you over the next you know kind of year or so 
No, cheers, man. I uh, really appreciate you having me on the show. It's been great. And especially, you know, that opportunity to talk about beer. Who, who well, doesn't want to talk it, about beer? And it's Friday, mate. So uh, you're, you're a few hours ahead of me, so you're probably not far and, off uh, enjoying your... This is a beer, okay? <laughs> this is not coffee. This is a beer. So, <laughs> Cool. Enjoy your Friday evening. Enjoy your weekend. And, and thanks for jumping on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, cheers, man.